What's up, middle school? Yeah. What's up? I said, what's up, middle school? Yeah, I have a confession to make, all right? But what I'm about to tell you guys, it has to stay between you and me, all right? Can we, like, air Pinky Promise on this, okay? You guys still do that? Is Pinky Promise still around? Okay, it's making a comeback. Listen, out of all the adults at Westridge Church, out of all the high schoolers at Westridge Church, out of all the children, except for mine, at Westridge Church, my favorite group in all of any church, I promise you, I'm not just saying this because I'm here tonight, is middle school. You want to know why? Here's why. Because when you're like, you're a kid, you're just still kind of like, hey, what's up? You know, I don't know what's going on in life. You're right. You're just kind of walking around and high schoolers are like too cool for school and they don't want anything to do with you. You guys are kind of like in the middle. You don't know everything that's going on, but you're not too cool for school. Some of you are too cool for school, but for the most part, you guys are just awesome. Am I right? Yeah. All right. How many of you come to Westridge regularly? Like you've been here on a Sunday morning before. Okay. You might recognize me. I'm the worship pastor here. I stand up here and I sing. I play guitar. Nowhere near as good as these guys just did. Give it up for the band. Come on. They're awesome. See, I like you guys. You always clap and you're yelling, right? I'm the worship pastor here. Been here for seven months now on staff, technically about a year and a half as an intern. I have a wife named Whitney, hottest woman on the planet. And I have two sons named Finn and Judah, and I think we have a picture of them. We're going to show you Finn and Judah. Yeah. Jude, well, I call him Jude. I'm going to try to get to that. He's two months old. Finn is two and a half years old. They're both Braves fans, Falcons fans, and they're Seminole fans. But here's what I need you guys to do real quick. I'm going to record you guys real quick. And Brad didn't give me permission to do this, but I'm going to do it. Listen, I need you just guys to give me a big, quick, like, hey, Finn. Hey, hold on, hold on. I'm going to say one, two, three. Hey, Finn. One, two, three. Hey, Jude. Okay, cool. So look, right down the line. You guys are hey, Finn. We got to hurry. You guys are hey, Jude. Okay, hold on. Ready? Set. Remember, one, two, three. Hey, Finn. One, two, three. Hey, Jude. I'm going to show this. Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, Finn. One, two, three. Hey, Jude. Oh, man, that's going to make their night. All right, thank you. Let's get rolling. We've got to have some church. What are you guys doing? You've got to get into this. All right. I'm excited about tonight, and I'm excited about you guys. We are starting a series tonight called Remember the Titus. Everybody say, Remember the Titus. All right. How many of you remember the movie, Remember the Titans? Wow, a lot more than we expected. All right. This kind of play on words. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titus. Going to have a lot of fun with that. If you don't remember the movie, it's about a football coach a football team in 1971 who had to deal with racism, who had to deal with hate in their community, in their city. They had to come together, put their differences aside to make something special happen. They won the state championship, and here we are 40 years later talking about it. And here's why. Check this out. Because when we are a part of something greater than ourselves, 
people remember it. They talk about it. They study it. Whether it's 40 years later, 42 years later, actually, or 2,000 years later, people talk about it. And remembering is a crazy thing. We remember the good, the bad, and the ugly. Did you know, if you didn't, don't lie, who knew that your human mind remembers every single thing that you ever experience? No, you didn't. I'm just kidding. You knew that. You're a smart guy. Listen, that's true though. So we just like store it in different places and like we remember it when it comes back and senses bring it back up, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to give you a, a biology lesson real quick on a Wednesday night, but we remember everything. So I was trying to think of some memories just to kind of get, put us on a level playing field of middle school that happened to me. Sixth, seventh grade, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, right? Who's in sixth grade? No, no, no. I need like, I need like a woo, six, sixth grade. Okay. Seventh grade. Eighth grade. Okay, okay. Eighth grade is like thug life. Eighth grade, we rolling, getting ready for high school. Well, listen, hey, in sixth grade, something that I remember is I was on the basketball team. Anybody play on the basketball team? I'm on the basketball team, right? And you guys remember, anybody wear those like rip-away? Listen, girls, check it out. Remember those little rip-away uh, pants? Or they might still be around. You like, they have like the buttons and you rip them, right? You get shorts on under. I was on the basketball team. And one of my worst memories is in sixth grade. We're doing our warm-ups before the game. We got the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. We're doing that. You guys remember that song? Nope, you don't. Listen, so we're doing that, right? So we get ready to have the game, and it's like time to like take off the jacket and rip the pants. And I rip my pants off, and I forgot my shorts that day. Yeah. So everybody made fun of me in the sixth grade, and that's how I began the year. So that's not a cool thing to remember. Seventh grade. One of the worst memories of my life. I go back to seventh grade and I remember walking in the laundry room and I see these really cool hip skinny jeans and skinny jeans weren't cool like 15 years ago when I was in middle school or like 17 years ago. Jeez, I'm old. Listen, not as old as Brad, but I'm old. Listen, so listen. So I put these jeans on and I didn't know this, but they were my mom's jeans. Yeah, dang, man, I'm a loser. So I went to school. I'm wearing my mom's jeans, and this guy looks at me. I'm in choir, and I'm leaned up. He goes, yo, dude, you got girl jeans on? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, the back says, chick, just for women. I was like, oh, oh no, man, that's cool. So I went home. I changed. I called in sick, and I went home because I'm not wearing And listen, guys, if I could give you any advice tonight, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, do not wear your mama's jeans to school, all right? That's my advice for the night. Eighth grade, I won't get into details, we gotta hurry. I almost burned down my whole entire backyard. My dad told me to take out the trash. I thought it was cool because I saw my neighbor, he always burnt his trash. I tried to burn our trash. Next thing I know, two fire trucks in our backyard. We live by some woods, there's a huge fire going on. I almost burned down our whole stinking house. So it's good to remember, but it's better to remember when those memories are good things. Would you agree? Yes, I don't remember ripping off my pants and having my whitey tidy shown everybody. I don't remember that, right? So we want to remember good things. So we're going to look tonight at a letter written by a guy named Paul to his friend named Titus. Hence, remember the Titus. You guys are going to study for the next few weeks uh, the book of Titus, going kind of chapter by chapter. Brad's going to come back next week and just kill. He's, he's with his son's birthday today. That's cute. Everybody say, oh, yeah. So that's cool. Happy birthday. So he'll be back, but before we do that, I want to jump in, and I don't want to bore you with a ton of details, and I know you're in middle school, and half of you are already kind of like checked out, because I'm ADD, and I know you are right now, so check this out. I don't want to bore you, but I just want to give you a little background of what took place, all right? Paul 
sends Titus, his friend, his boy, his mentee, his partner in church planning to go uh, plant to develop the churches in a huge island called Crete. So Paul is writing him in this first chapter to encourage him, to teach him, to instruct him on a few things, all right? So we're going to look at verse 1 real quick. And I don't know, do they have the, if it's up there, it's up there. If it's not, I'm just going to read it. Verse 1 says this, from Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. Listen up. I encourage God's own people to have more faith. And to understand the truth about godliness, then they will have the hope of eternal life God promised long ago. Check it out. And God never tells a lie. Everybody say, God never tells a lie. God never tells a lie. All right, these girls right here that aren't listening, y'all say, God never tells a lie. Yeah, there we go. God never tells a lie. Then it says this. So at the proper time, God our Savior gave this message and told me to announce what he had said. Titus, because of our faith, you were like a son to me. I pray that God our Father in Christ Jesus, our Savior, will be kind to you and bless you with peace. Now, when you read the first chapter of Titus, there's many things we could point out, you could look at. We're not going to go through all of it, obviously, for time's sake. But one thing that stands out to me, and this is really, really important, check this out is that Paul, the guy that writes this letter to Titus, the guy we're talking about now, Titus, Paul believed in Titus. Paul believed in him. You know, it's evident he writes him a a letter. He mentored him. He spent time with him. He believed in Titus. So here's what I want to tell you guys tonight, that there are people in this room, at your house, teachers at your school, mentors, small group leaders that believe in you. We believe in you. I believe in you. If I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't be here tonight. I'd be hanging out with my two sons, watching TV, probably fighting on the couch. But I believe in you, and I just wanted to share 20, 30 minutes of my time to let you know I believe in you, and I believe you can do great things. You have a a student pastor named Brad who believes in you with all his heart, who talks about you all the time in every prayer meeting we ever have. Seven kids gave their life to Christ last week up in here. That's awesome. So he believes in you. Yeah, yeah. Your small group leaders believe in you. So if you don't hear anything else tonight, know this, that when you walk out of these doors, you have men and women, you have teachers, you have small group leaders, you have a student pastor, you have a guest speaker here tonight, your worship pastor that believes in you and believe that you can do great things for God. Do you believe in yourself tonight? You got to believe in yourself. There's a story that I want to share with you guys, again, that I'm not very proud of. But again, like I said, I had some bad memories in middle school. I had some good memories too, right? How many of you guys have ever had ISS? Wow. No, that's not something to be proud of. No, 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 not something to be proud of. How many of you have never had ISS? That's something to be proud of. Yeah, give it up. Yeah. All the good kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay out of ISS. Well, listen, listen, listen. I had ISS one time. Listen up, check it out, check it out. Check it out, check it out. I had ISS one time, and you, well, I had ISS a lot of times, but in this one occasion, I had three days ISS. First day, man, like I said, I'm ADD and I'm everywhere and I'm driving me nuts. I can't even think about what's going on. Second day, so third day, I have an idea. Miss Holiday runs ISS. Everybody say, Miss Holiday. Now, Miss Holiday don't play. Y'all know what I mean by those teachers? They don't play? Do they still give whoopings in school? They don't do that, right? No. See, I got whoopings when I was in school, a lot of them. So listen, Miss Holiday was like a whooper, right? So listen, listen, check it out, check it out. The last day of ISS, I brought a pillow to ISS. 
And I, we have these little cubicles and you're not allowed to go to sleep by any means, you gotta do your work. Well, I placed a pillow, I fold it like this and put my chin on it. So all you could see was my back. So I'm just sitting like this for like six hours. So she just thought I was just doing my work. She didn't know I was sitting there for like six hours of sleep, right? Well, after lunch, she finds it. She takes it from me. She says, fly car, what you think you're doing? You can't take no, you know, pillow in my eye. I said, give me that thing. She said, I'm taking it from you. I'm just confiscating it. So she put it up on the shelf. And I said, can I do one thing before you take it from me? She said, what, can I just sign it? She's like, what do you mean sign? Said, just sign, you know, so she gives it to me. So I signed, Stevie was here, 99, you know? So she put it up on the shelf. Well, I leave, I join a boy band, don't hold that against me. I leave high school for like two years, three years. I come back four or five years later, I walk in the ISS room and guess what's still on the shelf? Shelf. Come on, yeah, my pillow. But here's what's different this time. It doesn't just have my name on it. It's got like hundreds of names on this pillow. So I'm like, my legacy is I left the pillow in ISS in Miss Holiday's class. Yeah, it's just, no, 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 that's not cool. That's not cool, no, no, no. And I know that's funny, but I'm just like, when I think about it, I'm like, man, that was my legacy. That's like the most important thing I did in middle school and high school was leave a pillow on a shelf in ISS. Man, what I want to encourage you guys to do tonight is to leave a legacy, to be remembered for something great. Just like, man, we're remembering, you know, this, this, this high school football team that wins a national or a state championship. We're talking about tonight, remembering Titus and the things that he did in Paul investing in his life, I'm encouraging you, man, to be remembered for something great that you did. Now, Paul gives a lot of stuff in this chapter, and I want to jump to the end of it, because like I said, we don't have time. We're about to be out of here. If you guys listen good, we're going to be right out of here. If you don't listen and you, you talk, I'm going to talk for three hours, and you're going to be falling asleep on me. Let's, I'm going to read verse 15. It's not up there, so just listen to me. It says, everything is pure for someone whose heart is pure, but nothing is pure for an unbeliever with a dirty mind. That person's mind is conscious are destroyed. Such people claim to know God. Listen to this. Such people claim to know God, but their actions prove they really don't. They are disgusting. They won't obey God, and they too are worthless to do anything good. You know what that means? That doesn't mean like you're no good and you're worthless and you're disgusting. That's not what it's saying. It's saying anything that you do apart from God just isn't worth anything. Nobody's going to remember it. Nobody's going to give any credit for it. The only thing that really matters is, listen, a billion years from now, when we're consciously aware of something we're doing and where we're at, and we're in eternity somewhere, all that's going to matter is what we did for God, not what we did to impress our friends, not what we did to to impress our girlfriend, our boyfriend. All that's going to matter is what we did for God. So let me ask you something. Verse 16 said this, "Such, such people claim to know God, but their actions prove they really don't. Let me ask you, do you want to be remembered? You don't have to answer this out loud because maybe you just have to struggle with this and ask yourself this, whether you're in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, hey girls, get off the phone, check it out, we're almost done. Do you want to be remembered that your actions prove that you knew God or do you want to be remembered that your actions prove that you didn't know God? Because anybody can say, I know God. How many of you would say, I know God, right? But how many of you would say, man, my actions, you don't have to raise your hand for this. How many of you would say, my actions, man, Monday through Friday at my, in my classrooms or on my sports teams or in my neighborhood would prove the things I say, the things I do would prove that I truly know God. And here's what we do because I've been in middle school and I, and I, I can remember, you know, like I said, it might've been a long time ago, but I can remember it is so hard. And I feel for you guys 
That's what I'm saying, man. High school, you're up there, kids, you guys are in a funky, funky little uh, moment in your life. Because, man, you got boyfriends and girlfriends and friends, and you're trying to uh, impress everybody and be popular and do the right things and say the right things. And if you don't, somebody's going to make fun of you or do something to you. Here's what I would say to that. You have to know who is it okay to impress? Who is it okay to be okay with? God, hey, come on, yeah, who said that? That's right, come on, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Uh, I'm still not forgiving you for dunking me in the dunk tape, though. That was mean of you. When you threw the ball and I fell in the water, that was mean. Just kidding, good, good shot. Paul wrote this in Galatians chapter one. Listen to this, guys. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of God. Man, that's a daily battle, especially for a middle school student. And I get it. I get the peer pressure. I get the decisions you have to make, the things you have to say, the things you have to do to kind of keep your status in your classroom or your popularity or your vice president or your second, whatever is going on. I know it's hard and I know it's tough, but you have to ask yourself the question, who am I trying to please? Who's it worth to try to please? How many of you guys know Taylor Swift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I call my wife on the phone. I say, uh, it's a love story, baby, just say, yeah. And I said, Romeo. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I get all carried away when I talk about, you know, singing to my wife, Taylor. Listen, Taylor Swift, how many of you guys know Kanye West? Remember him? Yeah. I used to like Kanye West until this incident. How many of you remember about two years ago, when Taylor Swift won video of the year, do you remember that at the VMAs? And Kanye West jumps up, you remember that, and grabs the microphone? Who remembers that? You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you would. You guys got it. You're up in pop culture. Listen, so Taylor Swift wins this award. She gets ready to give her little speech, little sweet Taylor, like, hey, I just want to thank you, you know, I'm only 20 years old. And Kanye West runs up, grabs the mic. You guys remember this? And she goes, yo, Taylor, hey, listen, it's all good. Just, just be quiet for a second. Beyonce had the best video, blah, blah, blah. It goes off, and poor little Taylor's sitting there like, oh, uh, what do I do, you know? And later, Beyonce was a class act. She thanked Taylor, blah, blah, blah. Well, he, listen, here, I was thinking about this this week, or this afternoon. Like, if I had, like, 60 seconds with Kanye West, what would I say? After watching that incident, like I said, you know, I used to kind of, okay, cool. Now I just, I don't want anything to do with him, kind of a jerk what what that's my award all right so listen up so if I had 60 seconds with him I would not like want to fight him or anything he'd probably beat me up I wouldn't want to do that I wouldn't say like Kanye that was mean how dare you because he probably knows it was mean here's the one thing I would ask Kanye West you ready for this I would ask Kanye who asked you what you thought seriously like, like, just listen. Yeah, yeah, listen. Kanye, like, yeah, I got it. You, you got your little baby and you got the weird name for it or whatever. Listen, 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 who asked you what you thought? Nobody said, uh, Mr. Kanye West, please come to the stage and give us your opinion on Taylor Swift's video. Nobody said that. He just get up and says what he said. Nobody asked him. So what I would say to him is like, dude, nobody asked you. Nobody put you on the nominating committee. Nobody told you you're giving out the awards. I would say, who asked you? That's the same thing we do in middle school and in high school and us adults, we try to act all spiritual like we don't care and we go to work. That's the same thing we do. We try to impress people who aren't even giving out the awards. 
We try to do things and say things and impress people who don't even give out the awards. Listen, there's only one person who gives out an award and his name is God. And he gave his son Jesus for you and showed how much he loved you, approved of you and wanted you when he sent his son to die on a cross for you, raised from the grave three days later. That's how much he loves you. You can clap about that because God loves you tonight, all right? He's the only one that you need to please. And there's never a better time than to start right now to say, God, I want to please you. I wanna live for you. I wanna be remembered like we're talking about, man. These, these guys that, that God cared about that walked with like a Paul, like a Titus. Man, we read these stories in the Bible like a Moses and an Abraham and all these guys. I wanna be remembered to do great things. Don't be remembered because you had a pillow and ISS. Be remembered of uh, the kindness you showed to some friends. Be remembered, listen to this. You know what I pray for my sons every day? Listen up, I'm almost done guys, check it out. I pray this for my sons every day and I mean this because I remember what this was like watching this and I could have done such a better job. I pray that God, you would bless them, you give them influence, man, give them, give them influence to do. But here's what I say, I say, God, let my kids sit with the kids that have nobody else to sit with at the lunch table. Maybe that's gonna be something you're remembered by and you're going, man, that's not too cool, but I promise you, when you get out of sixth, seventh and eighth grade, you get out of ninth, 10th, 11th and 12th grade and you get married and you have kids and you look back, that's gonna mean something. And somebody's gonna find you and say, thank you for sitting with me when nobody else would sit with you. So, so an act of kindness is something you can be remembered by. Listen to this, I know it's not up there, but check it out. Ephesians 2.10, Paul again writes, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now remember what we read a minute ago in verse two, I believe it said, God cannot lie. Who believes that God tells the truth? Come on, who believes that God cannot lie? So if that's true, and God tells you that he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, he'll never abandon you, do you believe that when he tells you that? You gotta believe that, man, whatever I do tonight, whatever decision I make, maybe tonight's the night that you say, you know what, I'm tired of living a life that looks like I don't know God. I'm tired of doing things just to impress others. I wanna be remembered. We're talking about remember the Titus, you know, 2,000 years ago, we'll talk about remember the, what's your name? Versida, remember the Versida, what's your name? Right here. Yeah, you, you, white shirt, right here. Lola, remember the Lola. Who wants to remember the Lola? Come on, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So what are you gonna do to have Somebody say, man, I remember something they did. And all that's gonna be remembered, all that's gonna be worth remembering is what you did for God. And it's gonna be scary, it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be tough. People might make fun of you. People might call you names, but I promise you it'll be worth it. And no matter how hard it gets, God will be walking with you every step of the way. I'm done after I tell you this story. I showed you a picture of my sons, Finn and Jude, and I love them, man, they're, they're my life. Well. A few weeks ago, my wife, uh, Whitney, goes to the gym pretty late, and I told her, I said, hey, I'm gonna take Finn for a walk. And uh, it was while she was still pregnant, so actually probably two months ago. And uh, so we're walking around the neighborhood, and we always take a walk in the afternoon. It's never been at night, just so happens it's never been at night. So we're walking, and this little weird thing starts happening. We're walking on the street and I'm holding his hand and then I let go and then all of a sudden he starts like squeezing my hand real tight and he thought for a long time, let me describe this, 
like he knew his name was Finn, but we would ask him stuff like, hey, are you hungry? Or do you wanna go outside? So he thought like his name might've been you. So he'd be like, you hungry? So that meant he's hungry. Or you go night-night? That meant he wanted to go night-light. So he thought his name was you. Y'all get that? Does that make sense? Yeah. So we would be walking and he would like hold me and he would like take my hand and he says, uh, carry you, carry you, carry you. And I said, buddy, it's okay, let's walk. He said, carry you, carry you. I said, okay, okay. So I picked him up and I would say, I got you, buddy. I got you, I got you. So we'd walk, we'd walk a little more and he'd say, you get down, you get down. I say, okay. So I put him down and we'd start walking. Two, three minutes later, he'd say, carry you, carry you, carry you. So I'm going, dude, what's, what's the deal, man? What's going on? And here's what he said. He's like, it's dark, it's dark, it's dark. And he's only like two years old. So this is what I was getting. We're walking our neighborhood. So he's all good when it's light and it's okay. And we're in the open road. When anytime it would kind of get dark or like a street light would be out, he'd say, carry you, carry you, carry you. So I'd pick him up and here's what I would say to him. And it's kind of like my thing to him. I say, dude, I got you. Daddy's got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. So now if you ask him, you say, hey, Finn, what does daddy say to you? And he says, daddy say, I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah, it's cute, it's cute. But listen, here's kind of the moral of the story. My son got it at two years old, that whenever it gets dark, whenever it gets scary, all he's gotta say is, dad, carry me. Or he says, carry you, carry you, carry me, carry me. And he knows without a shadow of a doubt, that me, his father, will say, I got you, I got you, I got you. And that's what God's trying to tell each and every one of you tonight, that it might be scary. And you might make a commitment tonight and say, man, I wanna start living for God. I wanna be remembered to do great things for God. I wanna be remembered, man, to the decisions I made to help others, to be kind to others. And here's what God's saying, regardless of how scary it gets, regardless of maybe how dark it gets, when people try to make fun of you or, or kind of shun you or say, man, you can't hang with it. You can't sit with us anymore if you're gonna sit with them. God's telling you, I got you, I got you. Every step of the way, he's here for you. He wants, you to hold, he wants to hold you, he wants to carry you and he wants you to be remembered for something great.